All right, Revelation 9. Revelation chapter number 9. How y'all are today? Amen. We're continuing our series on the end, things that have an end, amen. And uh, we ended up last week with death, right? There be no more death. First uh, Corinthians fifteen twenty six. the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Revelation uh, 9 and then Romans chapter number 5. Romans 5. I want to teach you something here that you're not going to get from the average Baptist. You say, why? Because the average Baptist can't read. Amen. I'm not a I'm not a great reader. Somebody like Brother Nick's a great reader. He can read a lot and consume a lot. Sam Gipps a great reader. Rutman was a great reader. East Step. I read, and they taught me to pay attention to when I read. I'm not a great reader, but they've taught me to pay attention. Now, where death begin? Nah, you got to be careful, huh? <clears throat> You got to be careful. Now watch watch Romans 5 verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world and death what? By sin. By sin. So death what? Pass for all men for all have sin. Did death begin because of Adam or was it passed on to Adam? Passed on to Adam. You understand? Death didn't come about because of Adam. Death was passed. It's like if I pass this book to somebody. Somebody had possession of death and somebody passed it. They transferred it on to somebody. How do you know? Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 2. See, men make a speculation that death magically appeared in the garden when Adam partook of a piece of fruit. I understand when you look at the word death, D-E-A-T-H, the center of death is eat. Death passed upon all men because of something they ate, right? Okay, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver them who through the fear of death were, amen, all their lifetime subject to bondage. People are subject to bondage today because of death. Who had the power of death? Devil. The devil had it, right? Was there a judgment and destruction on this earth before Adam and Eve showed up? I believe there was. Amen. A lot of people don't want to believe that, but I believe it. And somehow the devil had power of death. It was given on them. Matthew chapter number 25, uh, hell was created for who? It wasn't created for Adam and his sons, was it? We've got to be real careful about this subject here. Death has a beginning, and the devil has the power of death. And he passed it to Adam when he tripped Adam up to make him fall. So therefore, death passed upon all men. Because why? Adam took the bait. Adam took it. He received it. Right? And so it was passed. But there was a judgment that was here before in Genesis 1-2. 99% yep. of all your people out there don't want to believe that there was a judgment there. But there was a judgment there. Something died, amen, to make the earth void. 
and overflow with water. You say, who was that? I don't know. There's a bunch of spirits that are now captive down in prison, right? The angels fell somewhere. So Lucifer brought a bunch of them along, and there's a bunch of them captivated, and there's a bunch of them chains of darkness, right? Let's go on to Revelation 9. I'm just glad death has an end. I'm trying to point to the origin of where it began. Amen. The devil had power of it. Jesus shows up First 1 John 3 to destroy the works of the devil, not to destroy the works of Adam. Amen. You read Dr. Tabb's book on, on uh, the gap theory. He has Satan falling because of Adam. That's pretty bad. Amen. It's because I, Satan seen Adam show up and Satan got proud and upset because of Adam, this new king walking on the earth. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus Christ come to destroy the works of the devil and he come to destroy death whom Satan had power of. You understand? And because men chose to follow the devil, they paid the devil's price. A man must go to hell and burn in an everlasting fire because he chose to follow the devil. It's a choice. You going to choose the devil? You going to choose God? Everybody has a choice. You going to choose heaven or choose hell? If men refuse to receive God, they're going to go where? To hell. So I didn't choose. Yes, you did. Jesus said, He that is not with me is. Yes, against me. Pretty, pretty simple, isn't it? If you won't cast your vote towards Christ, you're taking the devil's side. Pretty simple. Revelation 9. Amen. It's talking about these scorpions that come up out of the bottomless pit. Verse 3. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power as scorpions of the earth had power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. For their torment is as a torment of a scorpion when he striketh man. In those days men shall seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. You know what God does? In the tribulation, he opens up the bottomless pit and he tells death, you've served me well for a little over 6,000 years. He said, I want you to take a five-month vacation. <laughs> How would you like to have a five-month vacation? Yeah. Amen. And then after five months, guess what? Death's got to go back to work. Right? Pardon? He gets fired eventually. Yeah. Verse 15, verse 14, saying to the sixth angel, which had a trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river, what? Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year to slay what? Third part of the men. Listen, when death gets over his vacation, seven billion people on the face of the earth right now, that means over two billion people will meet him. The grim reapers turn loose and one third of the men, gone. He's got to get rested up to do his job. You understand? Listen, that's a plague to us, isn't it? 
Revelation 20. Revelation 20. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged every man according to the works. And death and hell were what? Cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. Amen. Death is sentenced to the lake of fire. The lake of fire, amen, is ever ever dying and never able to die. It's the death of the soul that never dies. It's a continual destruction of the soul amen and death and hell wind up in the lake of fire as a fire that never shall be quenched and Revelation 14 said the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever there's no getting out of that people go to hell today that's the county jail they get sentenced to the great white throne then they get taken to the prison house of eternity and they'll be cast into prison where there's gates and bars, amen, and they'll be in shackles, bind them hand and foot, cast them into outer darkness, where they'll be weeping and wailing, gnashing teeth, eternally bound. What do they do with people that's insane, that's uncontrollable? They restrain them. They bring them in with white coats that got long white sleeves and they put you in that coat and they wrap your arms up and then they tie it behind you where you can't get loose and then they shackle their feet to where they can't hurt themselves or anybody else amen Al Lacey I think it was preached a message on hell and he said there's three reasons why they bind them hand and foot and he said I believe he said that because number one hell's a place where there's no hope he said there's a, it's a place Amen. Not only do they have no hope, but it's a place of pain, and it, and it's a place of uh, insanity. It'll drive you out of your mind. Amen. No hope there forever. Pain. Look at what it says here. Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse four. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more. Death. Amen. Death is cast in the lake of fire. As far as God's concerned, he, he shuts a door to that chapter and it's done. Those people never hear from God again, never see from God again. Amen. It's done. And God said, from here on, there's no more death. Because it's in hell. I took care of it. I solved it. And in a sense, we start a new chapter, a new book. Right? There's a new heaven, a new earth. Former things passed away. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> Praise God. Revelation or Daniel chapter 9. I'm glad he's taken care of, man. We ought to swing from the chandeliers. You know, you know what, you know what hurts, you know what hurts families more than you can imagine? I got an uncle that I love dearly that has got a deep gash in his heart because death took his mama. Somebody he loved. His best friend here on earth is gone. If he could just sit and watch another Ruckman video with her, just sit and go buy groceries with her again and sit down and just sit with her, even though when she was in a nursing home, he could come up and just wipe some more drool from her face. Oh, how happy he'd be just to be able to go and kiss his mom again and fix her hair up and bring her a charms lollipop and let Grandma sit there. Just, oh, man, what joy that would be. But death came and took her out of there. 
I know God gave death command. I know it's appointed on the men once to die and after this to judgment. Janet fulfilled the years in life here and God said, all right, Grim Reaper, take her home. I understand he's under commission by God. But you know what? It separated and destroyed that home. In 1980, Johnny Risco died of pancreatic cancer. Guess what? His life was cut short with his family. Who? Death. Amen. I like what Phil Kidd said one time. He said, death has no favorites. No. Amen. Death will come in and take a baby out of a nursery. It'll take a child out of a home. It'll take a parent. Amen. It'll t cut down a young man short in his life and his marriage. Death comes. People die every day. He said, the gas that may haul your body in the casket may already be in that, amen, in that uh, hearst. The flowers may be picked right now sitting in the floors that may be laid at your grave. We have no idea when death is allowed to finish his task in our life. That's why it's so important for us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that our sins have been paid for, that we're a new creature in Christ and we're born again because death can come at the most inopportune time and moment. Yeah. Some preachers have died in the pulpit. Some people have died in church. Amen. Some people, amen, die on the way home from church. There's people that went to go to youth camps, got in vans and car wrecks, amen, and died. There's people that's died at youth camps. There's a young, uh, there's a preacher I know in, in uh, Alabama, or Arkansas that his son drowned at a youth camp. And God used the death of that young man to help him have a ministry to go out and help. It's called the Good Shepherd Ministries. And they go out and they help all kinds of people that's in trouble because of the death of his son, a ministry was born. Amen. Dr. Lee Robertson had a nine-year-old girl die and he named a camp for kids after her. I think it was Joy. And it was Camp Joy. Amen. Death and tragedy comes in people's lives. It comes in preachers' lives. It comes in presidents' lives. It comes in doctors' lives. Amen. The average doctor lives to be 56 years old. Hey Amen. Listen, death is powerful. Death is strong. Death has a sentence. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes, there's an event happens to every man. Amen. Yeah. Rich or poor, great or small, right? Fat or skinny, death shows up. And it takes loved ones out of our home. It empties the workplace. Right now, there's 200, I think, 24 people that are dead in an airplane crash. And there's a lot of families and homes that's upset today because their family died in a plane wreck. Daniel chapter 9. I hate death, but I'm prepared for death. I'm prepared with life insurance policy for my family. Amen. Amen. I even got life insurance on my children. You say, why? I can't afford ten, fifteen thousand dollars to bury them. So I got, I got money to have a funeral. They'll put them in the ground. And wind up taking a month off to, to mourn the passing of them. I hope it doesn't happen. I got life insurance on my wife. Amen. I, I got her life insurance. Be able to pay off all the bills. Amen. And, and take care of her. Listen, that's, that's wisdom. People say that's not faith. No, that's stupidity if you don't do that. Amen. My wife can't afford to pay off all the bills. My wife sat with a man that was over $400,000 in debt. She tried to encourage him to get enough insurance to cover those debts so his wife would not be in bondage. And he said, it's tough. I ain't getting it. She had to fend for herself. He goes out and creates $400,000 worth of debts and then he won't be responsible. And a man, then when he dies, now she's supposed to come up with $400,000 to pay off his bills. You talk about an idiot. 
If I'd write another verse in the Bible, I'd say, wives, divorce your husbands that are stupid. Amen. That's, that's, that'd be a good verse, wouldn't it? Huh? Real love, you'd take care of them, wouldn't you? Amen. Amen. Listen, that's just wisdom. Brother Eastep said years ago, he said, you, you preachers and stuff out there, if you got a way to take care of yourself and you have a heart attack or something like that and you won't take care and prepare for a day like that, he said, I ain't taking care of you. Yeah. Amen. He said, when you could have took care of yourself and you don't, that's foolish. Amen. We're living in a society where so many people are selfish, they want everybody else to fund their way and pay their way. Amen. Daniel 9. i got to get off that because I ain't getting no amens. i got to find an amen out there somewhere. So we'll find another subject. Amen. Amen. Da Daniel chapter number 9. Amen. Known as Daniel 70 weeks. Verse four, 24. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the, the, thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of praise God. Did he take sin away? Not yet. But he paid for sins. He paid the penalty for sins and transgressions. And he had him nailed to his cross. Right? But sin still goes on. So people say, that's a lie. No, it's been paid for. It's been taken care of. Right? Now the payment's been extended to us by faith if we'll receive it. And when I receive it, I will never face the penalty for sin. The penalty for sin, my sin was to be cast in a lake of fire forever. My sins are proof that I'm a sinner. Not only do, did he take it, what, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's the very thing that's the problem. It's a sin nature, right? I commit sins because I have a sin nature which makes me a sinner. And all three were taken care of. At Calvary. But there's a day coming when God allows this thing to be fulfilled out that I'll get, I'll get a redemption of my body. My body will be saved at the rapture of Jesus Christ. It's been purchased, been paid for. Amen. My sins have been nailed to the cross. I won't ever have to face a penalty Amen. for them. Amen. He may come to make an end. One day it's all going to wind up. People sit back and they mock that. So you ever, you ever, uh, you ever put anything on layaway? You ever buy anything on credit? Amen. I have eternal life right now. When I received Him, He came inside me, but my body, glorified body, has been put on layaway. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's the thing that people have a hard time with. They don't understand that. But you know what? I believe it. I believe everything this book says about me and God. I may not practice everything this book says about me and God, but I believe it, and I believe it will come out exactly the way he said it. I'm glad I wasn't educated out of the Bible. I've had several men try to educate me out of the Bible. But the book says right here he's going to make an end of sin. Let's go to Ezekiel. Amen. That's back to your left. Ezekiel. Chapter 21. Ezekiel chapter 21, verse 25. And thou, profane, wicked prince of Israel, whose day is come, 
when iniquity shall have an end. Amen. Isn't that a blessing? Thus saith the Lord God, remove that the diadem and take off the crown. This shall not be uh, the same. Exalt him that is low, abase him that is high, and I will overturn, overturn, overturn it. Amen. Thank God. He's got a triple overturner. And it shall be no more until he come whose right it is. This is a wrong man sitting on the throne. It's a picture of the Antichrist sitting someplace that was set aside for Jesus Christ. You know what God said he's going to do? He said he's going to overturn it. Amen. And thou, son of man, prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord God concerning the Ammonites, concerning their reproach. Say, or even say thou, the sword, the sword is drawn for the slaughter. It is furbished to consume because of the glittering. Whiles they see vanity unto thee. Whiles they divine a lie unto thee to bring thee upon the necks of them that are slain and the wicked whose day is come when their iniquity shall have an end. Verse 32. And thou shalt be for what? Huh? Fuel to what? The fire. What's fuel? To the fire. What else? What else? Oxygen. Huh? Fire. Fire needs oxygen, doesn't it? You snuff out the oxygen, it's gone. Amen. Amen. God said there's going to be an end. 1 John 3. 1 John chapter number 3. Amen. Iniquity will have an end. Death will have an end. Amen. False prophets and them will have an end. There will be an end of all this wicked, rotten flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. The end. The end. The end. There's all kinds of things that's got an end. They have a beginning. They have an end. <coughs> Hey man, these are our enemies we're talking about. Sin is not your friend, it's your enemy. But people enjoy the results of sin. There's pleasures in sin for a season. Hey man, death when it was finished bringeth forth death. Hey man, listen, death is fun, or sin is fun. But then you die. And then when you die, going to the grave's not it. Your soul goes to hell. Thank God, death and hell got a final destruction with your lake of fire. And I'm glad I'm not going to partake in those two. Amen. First John chapter four or three verse four. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also what? The law. For sin is a transgression of the law. You know what the law is? The law shows us we can't live it. Anybody with the right mind reads the Old Testament, there's no way they can live it. A man must throw up the white flag and say, You're right, God, I can't do it. I got a friend named Jack Davison years ago told me his dad tried to read the Bible. He started the book of Genesis, started reading it, shut the book, said, ain't got no hope. Nobody ain't got any hope. Shut the book. He didn't get it far enough to get to the New Testament to find out Christ took care of it. Amen? Verse 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away what? Our sins. And in him is no sin. Thank God. <laughs> he was manifested to take him away. Praise God. What a day. Man, I don't have to wind up living with his old body and his old man forever. He took care of the penalty. I can be set free. Hallelujah. Amen. 
think about going to heaven, there ain't no sin. Ain't no strip clubs. Ain't a bunch of people out partying and puking. There ain't a bunch of adultery and fornication and murder going on. Amen. There ain't no child molestation. There ain't no garbage dumps. Hallelujah. Ain't litter on the sidewalks and on the street. You don't have stepping bubble gum no more. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, that's got to be one of the most wicked things. Amen. You step out of your car to get gas and you go, all this stuff gummed up in your bottom of your shoes. Oh, I hate it. That's wicked, man. Hey, man, you walk out of the store and you don't have to step in a hawker. Somebody go, oh, good night, man. Thank God it won't be like that. Ain't going to be no hawkers in the kingdom, amen. Hello? You said, what? We won't spit any snot out? You ain't going to be sick in the kingdom. You think you're going to have a runny nose, snot dripping off your face in the kingdom? No way, man. It's all gone. Hallelujah. No more toe jam. Hallelujah. Ah, no athlete's foot, no sickness. Amen. Won't have to worry about potatoes growing out of your ears. Amen. No more earwax. Amen. No more lint in your belly button. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> All the bad things of life. Amen. Won't have to worry about it. A woman won't have to get up and fix her face and look in the mirror. Huh? Amen. No more Rembrandt. Can you imagine that? What's that mean? Rembrandt. Rembrandt's an artist, right? You won't have to sit there and artist paint your face. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> hey, Praise God. Huh? Better stop that. I'm just saying, man, you guys will look good then, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you obviously don't like what you got. Hey, Amen. You got it. Got it. Got it. Got to try to change it. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a few Hail Mary. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We have fun around here, folks. Amen. At least I do. Amen. My food's be poisoned today. <laughs> Colossians chapter number two. I better move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to sit around and paint my face, try to make myself presentable to go out in the world. Amen. <laughs> amen. Man, I didn't get no amens on that one either. Amen. I'm, I'm struggling. Colossians chapter number 2, verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. I say amen. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Every misstep, every mistake, amen. Listen, he's forgiven me for it all. Verse 14, blotting out the handwriting ordinances was against us, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Let me ask you a question. You trying to pay for it yourself or are you allowing to take his payment? Hey, there you go. Yeah, come on. Was Christ's payment sufficient? Yeah. Huh? Did it meet the needs? And why does somebody want to try to work at it and work it up and say, God, I don't want to accept the sinless sacrifice of a sinless man. I am a man that wants to pay for my own sins. I'm telling you, you're crippled too high for crutches. Yeah, amen. Amen. God said, if you don't think my son's sufficient, then go, burn forever. Yep. Amen. Listen, it's a free country. Amen. May not be free for long, but you got liberty to choose Christ. You got to choose liberty to reject Him. 
You want to try to atone for your own sins? Go ahead. Right. Amen. Sin has an end. Matthew chapter 13. Not only does death have an end and sin has an end, but Matthew chapter number 13. Something else has an end. Test your reading ability here. Matthew chapter number 13. Let's start with verse 33. And another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto leaven. Matthew 13, 33. Which a woman took and hid three measures of meal till the whole lump was heaven. Leaven. All these things spake Jesus on a multitude in parables, and without a parable speaking not on them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things in which, which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent multitude away, went into the house, and when his disciples came to him, saying, Declare unto us the parables of the tares of the field. And he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is what? The world. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the the wicked one. And the enemy that sowed them is the devil. And the harvest is what? Then the what? And the reapers are the angels. And as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of what? This world. What world is he talking about there? What world's he talking about there? This world. This world. What world's he talking about? If you if you if you don't get this right, you're not going to get the passage right. You're going to mess your Bible up. Yeah. It's not this world you're living in. No. It's the one he's talking about. Yeah. What world's that? The kingdom of heaven. It's the millennial kingdom. And he said, this world, the millennial kingdom he's talking about. Listen, the tares ain't burned, and then the then the wheat. Right. goes up to be with him because the rapture then would be the wicked ones being raptured out of here. Right. At the end of the kingdom, the tares are gathered together and tied up and cast and burned. Yep. Then to this world, he's talking about the millennium, the kingdom of heaven. Sure you understand? Because I always tried to fit this thing in there. I said, How? I thought we were raptured out and I thought the people that were left right, were burned up. But he comes, right? And he takes the tares at the end of the kingdom. And he burns all them up. Amen. So you got to be careful. But you know what? This world has an end. This world system, it ends when? In Armageddon. The world he's talking about ends when? At Gog and Magog. Amen. The tares are gathered. They burn up. There's tears in the kingdom of heaven. People want to apply this to the church age today. We're not in the kingdom. You understand? But this world does have an end. And this world will come to an end. And Barack Obama ain't going to champion this work. Amen? Somebody's going to come in and defeat him. Somebody's going to come and defeat that wicked prince that we read about. Somebody's going to come in and beat Putin. Somebody's going to come in and beat Kim Jong-il. 
right? Or Un, or however you pronounce his name. He's going to destroy all the heads of all nations one of these days. Amen! The king's going to come. Squish them like grapes. I don't know what his name of his horse is, but I can't imagine seeing that thing with them golden horseshoes and hoofs coming in and, and just crushing people. Stepping on horses and stepping on kings and generals and lieutenants and colonels and buck privates and just squishing them. And blood just going, just blood just being splashed and splattered everywhere. And he gets to where he's chomp, stomp, chomping on, or uh, stomping on those armies, man. And blood just going everywhere. Can't even imagine the party. The Bible said he's bathed and clothed in blood. Amen. He's got an end. He's going to put down all rule. Everything will be subjected unto him. Amen. All things will be subdued on them. All things will be subject to him. Those that won't be subject to him are cast out in the lake of fire and burned forever. Yeah. Amen. He's going to put them down. And those that's willing to bow their heart and their head right now and apply for mercy. <laughs> Have you signed up for mercy? Has it been extended to you? Has he extended a scepter of his love and compassion to you? Have you rejected his offer? When he extends that mercy and people go, then they get his wrath. Amen. This world has an end. The kingdom has an end. Amen. Second Peter. Second Peter. Second Peter chapter number three. <laughs> Woo! Good preacher, brother. Hey, there's a good way to look at your house, your car. There's a good way to look at everything that you own. Amen? He said, how is that, brother? It's got to burn. Verse 7. 2 Peter 3, 7. And the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved on the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of one thing, that one day is with the Lord a thousand years and a thousand years one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some may count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat and the earth also and the works that therein shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation? Godliness. You think about that thing. Everything is going to be dissolved. There goes by, goodbye all these concrete buildings and bridges and architecture and, and statues and idols. and Listen, everything that we hold dear Trees, mountains. The mountains are going to flee away in the book of Revelation. The islands are going to disappear. Everything, the whole uh, topography, or however you say that, is going to be rearranged. Everything that men worship is going to be done. Look at what it says. 
Verse 12, looking forward and hastening unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, you may be found. Amen. Of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. <laughs> Amen. It's all going to burn up. It's all got an end. Everything that you can see has got an end. You know what people do? They don't consider the end. They don't, they don't consider the facts. They don't consider the end. Amen. Isaiah 66, he says, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. Let's go to Isaiah 66, 22. Isaiah 66, 22. I think it's funny. Isaiah... There's a picture of the Bible, 66 books of your Bible. Revelation, the last book of your Bible, the 66 books, the 22nd chapter. Got it here in verse 22. And, I, and as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, and shall, so shall your seed and your name remain. Wow, that's pretty good. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, five weeks, shall all flesh come to worship before me, say the Lord, and they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be in whore into all flesh. You get a five-week field trip to go by and look at all the people burning in fire that transgress against God. What a way to start the kingdom. Sitting on a throne, you're going to go there and see the king? And he said, oh yeah, over here. See this fire? Look at all the souls that transgress against me. Look at them. Look at their worm. See, they're going to degenerate into a worm. They're going to, we're going to get a body likened unto our father's and his son's glorious body. They're going to get a body like their father, which is a serpent. They're going to get a worm. Amen. And guess what's going to happen? People are going to go by and they're going to look at them carcasses burning. Well, you talk about a way to start off a kingdom. So, oh yeah, by the way, anybody that don't want to submit to me in the kingdom, guess what? We're going to put you in there, bind your hand and foot, cast you in the lake of fire. They'll probably have shackles sitting right there. Say, so, see, this is what we bind them with. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to talk about. He said, this, this ain't like any other world you've ever been in. We're going to put down iniquity. We're going to put down sin. Well, this, this is a tough kingdom. Thank God the kingdom comes. Amen. The kingdom goes. Right? Well, I'm telling you, everything's got an end. These people think that they're getting away with stuff. Obama thinks he's getting away with stuff. Putin thinks he's getting away with stuff. Huh? A bunch of people out there that have sinned, transgressed, think they're getting away with stuff. <laughs> I got one over on everybody. Uh, then one day they got a day of reckoning. They're going to meet their maker. And when they meet him, guess what? They're going to have an end. Amen. He's going to judge them. And he's going to show them all the opportunities they had to be saved and listen. And they'll see every time they mock, criticize, criticize belittled, put off, spurned, cussed, Jesus Christ. They'll, they'll all be replayed before them. And they'll have their chance to give their side of the story. And they'll try to judge God and condemn God. But by the time he's done, he'll show them that he's just and they're unjust. And they'll be pounding hand and foot, 
Cast in a lake of fire and burn forever. Here's another one. Revelation. Man, I, I got to get done with this. I can't. Let's just do the last one. Revelation 10. Revelation chapter number 10. Things have an end, friend. And you've heard, you've heard this one. This one's pretty popular. Revelation chapter number 10. Revelation 10 verse 6. And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things there which are therein, that there should be time what? No longer. Guess what, friend? Time runs out. We leave a thing called time and enter into eternity. Eternity past, then there's time. You got eternity future. You say, what's that mean? God takes the face off the clock, the hands off the clock. Can you imagine going to hell and having to look at that thing turn every day? He just takes time. He just takes time. Dr. Ruppman, I believe, draws a video of hell. A letter from hell and got a clock in the background. There's no hands on the clock. No more time. Time's done. It's over with. Now you're living in eternity. What's eternity? Forever. I entered in eternity January 12, 1980. It's forever. There ain't no time there. I'm going to live forever and ever and ever and ever. Praise God. Father, we love you. I ask you to bless now.